James is some rough sledding. James kind of tells it like it is, and uh, James has been talking about a very practical, does faith save you? And um, James would say a particular kind of faith saves you, a kind of faith that actually produces, not produces, but allows the life of Jesus Christ to come in, and it's it's a faith of commitment, it's a faith of embracing Christ. Uh, the gospel is a precious thing. The gospel is a precious thing. And it's important to get the message right and to get the understanding of its faith and the grace of God. But in that faith, James says, is faith enough? And what he's saying is, is a type of faith enough to save you that doesn't change the life. And where there's no life, there wasn't authentic faith that ultimately saved a person. So the, the test for James is the life that's lived. The test for James is the produce the production of fruit and seeing some kind of fruit. And there's different seasons of fruit for all of us. Sometimes there's, it's busting forth and you see a lot of work of God. And sometimes you go through weeks and months and perhaps even years, you don't see a whole lot of stuff. doesn't mean the work isn't going on. It just means sometimes it's more active than others. So James chapter 3, we've got through the roughest of the sleddings, and, uh, but here we are on the tongue. James chapter 3. Uh, it is the strongest muscle in your body. It is the strongest muscle in your body. It uh, weighs a couple ounces and doesn't have much uh, choice about where it goes, but it certainly has a choice about what it does. Uh, it is the strongest muscle in your body. It is able to build people up. It is able to tear people down. It is able to encourage and discourage. Uh, I, I want you to think back in your life, and maybe you don't have to go too far to, to remember a statement made by somebody whether it was somebody in your family, a father, a mother, a sister, a brother, some friend at school, some supposed friend, something that was said that cut deep, something that was said that still is indelibly on your mind. Words can be very painful. Sticks and stones may break our bones, but names really kind of do hurt. In fact, I think they hurt more than sticks and stones. They, they kind of do. So whoever said that was in, in a state of denial. God has given us a wonderful gift to be able to communicate and say words. And it's important for Christians to say the right words many times at the right time in order to encourage, in order to build up. So James chapter 3. James chapter 3, there's a warning right off the bat about the tongue. He says, not many of you should become teachers, beware. Not many of you should strive to become. doesn't discourage people from becoming teachers. There's a warning there. The warning is this, and he says, my brothers, for you know that we, and James lumps himself in the sum of being a communicator and teacher, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Now, it does not say who's doing the judging. It is one of two areas. It, either, it is either God who judges a teacher or a preacher by the content of what he preaches, or it's other people, or it's other people, or it's people that tend to take a closer evaluation of those who stand and actually proclaim truth. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, any life of, and I, I'm not sure which one it is. I tend to think, I tend to think, that it's James is talking about the evaluation of people. 
uh, when he says that we will be judged with greater strictness. When a man teaches and puts himself in a platform, whether it's at a pulpit or in a classroom, he is held to a higher standard in the eyes of people. He just is. He better or she better be living what they teach and say. There must be never a disconnect between what's said here and what's lived out there. Now, no teacher or preacher is perfect. We're all going to do things. In fact, he's going to make that point. But know that when you place yourself, and it doesn't discourage you to do it, it just says be careful, just know that people are going to watch you, and that's the right thing. It also could mean that perhaps God will hold us accountable for what we teach and say. Uh, Any teacher or preacher shivers when that's said because there are things I said 12 years ago that I would never say now. But I think God is gracious with our ignorance at times, gracious in the learning process. If you've taught something that now you would never teach because it's law-based or something condemning or guilt-ridden or something like that, I think God's gracious and kind. So chapter 3, verse 1 goes on, that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble. I appreciate that about James. We all including himself, including everyone, we all stumble in, in many ways. We're human. Uh, Lorelai had a, a bad week at school, made some mistakes, did some things she shouldn't have done, and got in some trouble. No need to go into the details of that. It's a family matter, but the family disciplined her. And I had a little chat with her this afternoon as her grandparent, because I noticed she was kind of playing on the situation where she's had a bad week. Kiki will buy into that sympathy, but I won't. And so I uh, called her into the closet. I said, look, you made a mistake. Take your discipline, clean up your face, and don't play the sympathy card. Told her a story about when I was in first grade. Uh, I was in the class monkeying around doing something I shouldn't have been doing. And the teacher, I remember, distinctively said, Michael, if you can't behave yourself, go sit out in the hallway. So I walked out in the hallway and sat down alone with a bit of shame, I think. But the shame was, uh, was uh, amplified when around the corner came my mother walking down the hallway. I had forgotten that she was coming to eat lunch with me that day. I will never forget her reaction. She did not chide me. She didn't ask me. She probably heard the teacher say, get out the hallway. I appreciate what she did. She sat down. She didn't say a word. She just sat down in quietness next to me. I had been punished by the teacher, and that was enough for her. She sat down, and then she went to eat with me, and not a word was spoken about it. But I told Lorelai, buck up, take your punishment, clean up your face, go on with life. Nobody's perfect. Forgive yourself, let it go, and and move on and learn from it. We all stumble. We all fail. We're human beings. Give yourself a big, fat, royal break. A big, fat, royal break. Give yourself a break. Lay off the the pressure on yourself. Does anybody really honestly think they're perfect? We'd like to think it, but... Let anybody live close enough to us, they see. You're not perfect. They're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Let's all just relax and be imperfect, because that's how Jesus loves us. We all stumble. We all fail, okay? 
Take the pressure off yourself. Once in a while, I call Mike Roddy. I haven't done it in a while. In the morning, I say, Mike, you have my permission to fail today. <laughs> Not that he needs it. Be an utter failure as a pastor. I want you to know you can fail as a pastor. Just absolutely disgrace yourself. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, if anyone does not stumble in what he says with his mouth, it is the mark that he is a perfect man. Now, he's not being ridiculed. He's, he's talking about a person that has matured to a place where they've learned to keep their mouth shut. I appreciate the good words of J.R. Ewing when he said to his grown son, take every opportunity you can to keep your mouth shut. Anyway, for you J.R. fans, that was your moment. He's learned not to say it. He's learned to tie this thing down. And, and re- you, imagine if you said anything that you wanted to say. You'd be like Jim Carrey in the movie Liar, Liar. You'd be in all kind of trouble. You can't say everything you think. You can't say anything. And I don't know what it is about old age, but sometimes when we grow older, it just gets looser, doesn't it? I don't know if it's like I'm going to die soon, I don't care anymore, or what the deal is, but I don't care if you're 99 years old. Restrain that thing. My poor mother would, my poor mother, who was an incredibly sensitive woman, uh, some things my father would say would just send her under the doormat. I mean, embarrassment. We were at a restaurant once, and uh, we didn't have silverware. We were lacking one set of silverware at the table. And so my dad got up and walked over to another table and got a, how many of y'all have done that? Went over to another table and got a set of silverware. Well, mom said, well, Brad, you shouldn't have, don't tell me what, I mean, that loud in a restaurant, (laughs) restrain. All right, look at verse 3. He's a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. Now, he gives some illustrations, if you don't think that's possible. If we put bits into the mouths of horses, so that they obey us. We guide their whole bodies as well. Rick, I want you to go check on that, okay? I want you to, I want you, Rick, I want you to go check on that, okay? I want to make sure everything's okay. All right? Thank you. I want you to, I want you to go, yeah, I want you to go check on the fellows, make sure they're okay at the front. Chris, yeah, just make sure it's okay. Okay. Notice verse, um, two good men now. (laughs) Nothing to worry about. Two on two, we're okay. I just want to make sure everything, the the folks that come from their struggle sometimes, and and I just want to make sure everything's okay with where they're at and where they're going. It's a concern for them. Notice verse uh, three, it says, we put bits in the mouths of horses so that they obey us. We guide their entire, the whole body as well. A little bit in the horse's mouth, pull it left, pull it right, horse goes. Whenever I wash the dog, I control him with, a little dog, and usually I wait, you know, till he's wore out, I control him with his head. As long as you hold the head of a dog, he probably won't shake on you. The head is everything. 
And so the bit in the horse's mouth controls him left to right. Notice verse 4, look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, flip them over. They are guided by a very small rudder. Wherever the will of the pilot directs, there's someone up on top moving the wheel, moving the gutter, or the, utter, the rudder, causing the big ship to go left or right. Something small controlling something big. Something small determining life all around it. Verse 5, He saw also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts great of great things. I think the idea there, the, the tongue is small, and yet it has the ability to do great things. It boasts the ability to destroy or to build up. I don't think it's a reference to the tongue itself boasting. I think it's the idea of it's a bante rooster, and it's strong and powerful, and really it is. It really has incredible power and potential for good or for evil. I'm just going to interject this because I can't help it. Uh, Saturday Night Live is really getting a run for their money on the satire that occurs in these Republican debates that we're watching. How do you spring satire off of satire? It's amazing what the tongue and can say and do. I almost felt sorry for one of the commentators when one of the presidential candidates told him his radio, his radio program wasn't listened by many. Look at your ratings. This is a man who does, does his living by radio, by talking, and he was stuttering. What that's called is marginalizing. You've done it. We've all done it. People do it to us all the time. You say something, they marginalize, they push you to the margin as you are irrelevant with, your, with the words they say. Anyway, enough of that. One more thing. The way these debates have been run, probably on both sides, they wouldn't allow middle school debates to be handled in that way. We've really come on a low ebb, haven't we, in our, in our, our country, in our times. But who knows? Lord's ultimately in charge of it all, so I have to give that all to him. But I'm talking that the words people say can destroy and hurt. And um, Look at verse 5. So also the tongue is a small member. It boasts great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. James is great at word pictures, isn't he? Some small fire, some discontented person saying one small thing to one other person. Two people repeat the discontentment. And before you know it, the entire forest is ablaze. The entire workplace is upset. The entire church is in a ravel. That's why fires need to be put out when they are small with good, healthy water. Because I'm telling you, if you don't put a fire out when it's small and the wind gets into it, the wind of people talking, it will spread like wildfire. It's true in your family, too. You know that. Things that are said can destroy real fast and hurt feelings. 
and people can separate for years and sometimes never get back together. The tongue is a fire. It is a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members. It's not going anywhere. Unless you have your tongue cut out, it's set, it's there. You can't go to a monastery and escape your tongue. It's set, it's there. You can't train your tongue. It's a fire. You have to let the Spirit of God get a hold of your tongue, get a hold of your life, and then it, then it doesn't ramble like that. He said it's set among our members. It stains the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life. The tongue is something to be feared. The tongue is something, once those words are out and once those things are said, there's damage done that can't be repaired. Now, by the way, let me say you can always forgive what someone says to you. You have that within your power. You know that. Things may have been said to you. You can forgive those things. But they stain, don't they? Hard to get a stain out. No matter how much you wash it, it's kind of there. It goes on to say, For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed. And it doesn't mean you can bring them into a circus and make them you know, jump through hoops. It just means man has dominated every creature. Put under his control. Even the wildest of beasts man can bring down. The largest of whales it can bring down. But it says... No human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. As the old saying goes, forewarned is forearmed. If you think that you cannot fall, you will fall at the very thing you, cannot, you think you can. If you think you're above saying something hateful to someone, poisonous to someone in a moment of anger, then you will do it. If you have a healthy respect for that and understand that you have the possibility of saying something damaging, it helps. It just does. Careful. Careful. The person you think you hurt is not the person you think you hurt. You hurt, your, you hurt yourself in what you say. You hurt collateral damage in what you say. Peter said, I will never deny you. I will never have my phone on at church. <laughs> I will never, let them all run away. Let them all deny you. I won't do it. And with ours, he was doing it. Oh, I would never say anything. Yes, you would. In an unguarded moment, you would say it. Be careful. Keep the fire where the fire ought to be. Fire's good, by the way. Unless it gets out of control. I like a fire within its boundaries. Boy, James is just... It is a restless evil. It is full of deadly poison. With the same tongue, it says in verse 9, We bless our Lord and Father, 
and with it, the same tongue, we curse people who are made in the image of God. That comes home, doesn't it? Praise the Lord in a church service, and on the way home we have roast preacher. Talk about the poor, pitiful preacher. Can't put two sentences. No, he wouldn't do that. How quick we are. Aren't we so quick? Don't be discouraged by that. Just what's in us. Just know that that's not us anymore. It's Christ. It's, it's, it's not us. It's sin that dwells in us. But we do that, and we sing the praises of Zion, and then we head down the road, and somebody cuts us off, and... We sing a different song, same tongue. Then he says, with it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the image of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, this is an imploring kind of spiritual moment where he says, look man, my brothers, these things ought not so to be. They're just wrong. We've all been reproved. There it is. These things ought not to be. And then he asks a question. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? He's saying that the source of and origin, if it's fresh water, it can't yield salt water. He's saying whatever kind of tree it is, at the very root and source of it, that's the fruit it's going to bear. If the root and source, which is everything, is Christ in us, then to curse people is a violation of the life that is in us. It's not who we are anymore to talk ill of other people. It just isn't. We may do it, and the Spirit instantly convicts us of it or speaks to us about it. But if the source of our hearts is Christ, if the source and constitution of our lives is Christ, then to do anything than bless the Lord and bless people and talk well of people now, there are accurate things you can say about folks, but be very careful not to, not to condemn, not to criticize. You don't know what that person has gone through in life. You don't know their situation. You don't know the frailty that they have been raised in. We have some wonderful, sweet people that come from a house close to here. They didn't get the advantages we did. They struggle with addictions, and they struggle with mental illness, and they struggle by many things, not by their own faults. Life. If you were raised in a pretty steady situation, thank God for it. But many were not. So don't criticize and don't love. Be careful. We all have a tendency to do it, but when, you're, when you know Christ... It's not who you are anymore to curse people, criticize, and put them down. It just isn't. 